damage on. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Alright, welcome back everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our last episode with Justin the Liberty. Um, who says he had a great time and I think really hated the title we went with. But, you know, that's how it goes. It's okay. But we're back. We're still going. Um, we win some, we lose some. We got all your emails that we needed to do episodes more often. So here we are. Too many. It wasn't a, it's not like a month between them this time. Um, but we're very excited. We have two guests with us for this episode. Um, first up, we have Rebecca Hall, co-founder of the Chicago Film Society. Um, and according to the website, also has uh, done such duties as house managing designer, both physical in print and online, press liaison and treasurer, and also has, uh, as with everyone involved, been a projectionist all over the city. Um, and we also have with us Rebecca Lyon, uh, who, again, from the website, I believe, joined the CFS team in 2015. I believe. Um, Rebecca is also the assistant tech director at the Music Box Theater and the tech director at the Block Cinema, the Block Museum of Art. And also, I'm sure many of our listeners love the uh, Instagram leader ladies, uh, which Rebecca also runs. Um, so yeah, welcome guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Impressive <laughs> TV is there. <laughs> We need to update our website. <laughs> yeah, the website is not good. You heard it here first. The website is not good, but the programming is great. So don't worry. All right. So for our first uh, very, very exciting news item, uh, I'll just read the headline first. Rocky Four Director's Cut gets one night only theatrical run, restores 40 minutes of footage. So... If you out there saw Rocky Four and you were like, wow, this is fucking incredible, but the only thing I hate about it is that it's 40 minutes too short. Don't worry, Fathom Events coming up soon. The heaven <laughs> gate of Rocky sequel. <laughs> so yeah, 40 minutes of footage is back. To make it more confusing, I had to read this a couple times, which is certainly a waste of life, but the official title of... Sylvester Stallone's director's cut of Rocky IV is Rocky V, Drago, the ultimate director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, pretty fucking confused, but. Uh... <laughs> does, this, this ha does the robot, is the robot in this one? I think so, because this, this is the Russian one, right? Well, the, the official studio pitch is the fight scenes are more intense, the music is more powerful, and the drama is heightened as world heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa must defend his title once again, this time against his most formidable opponent, Ivan Drago. How old is he? How old are they? <laughs> I, I have no answers. <laughs> I'm curious, though, what kind of layers of ambiguity <laughs> Rocky I'm, I mean, you know me, I can't help it. I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, <laughs> you go right ahead. You tell us all yeah. about it. I'll, uh, I'll update everybody. But yeah, so anyway, I'll see everyone else on November 11th for the Fathom event of the of the year. The recut of Rocky Four, Rocky Five, Drago, the ultimate director's cut. 
Um, I was so confused that actually the reason I asked how old they were was because I thought it was like a remake of Rocky IV oh, okay. with them now. Nope. <laughs> that makes a lot more, I mean, it doesn't make a lot more sense, but it makes <laughs> some level of sense than watching them duke it out. I would, I, would love, <laughs> I would love the cry macho version. That's Rocky. what I was imagining when you were talking about this, which is just these old guys like kind of duking it out. So, <laughs> um, all right, moving on. This one, this one's pretty, pretty big news. Um, the headline here from our friends at IndieWire bring us all the uh, important news in the world. Quentin Tarantino responds to all that fuss over feet in his movies. Quote, that's just good direction. <laughs> Um, so apparently, uh, as per usual, people are making fun of Quentin and his foot fetish. Uh, but his his response <laughs> is, uh, I don't take it seriously. There's a lot of feet in a lot of good directors' movies. That's just good direction. Like before me, the person foot fetishism was defined uh, by Louis Bunuel, another film director, and Hitchcock was accused of it. And even Sofia Coppola has been accused of it. <laughs> she has? Uh, I don't I, 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 mean, I, don't, I, don't. I, can, I can vouch for that rumor. Oh, all right. <laughs> As a foot hater, I think it's disgusting. And I think all of these films should be pulled. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rebecca? What do you think? Gosh. I mean, I really like all movies, so I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's great. I always, I always kind of thought it was one of the better things about his movies. Yeah. I mean, I know them's fighting words to some, but <laughs> I'm always fine for more pervs in the cinema. Whatever, <laughs> they need to be somewhere. Stick them there. That's where they're fine. Maybe not in Hollywood. Actually, I I say that, and then I think about what that means. But maybe not, not in Hollywood. Like yeah fun, fun, fun innocuous pervs we need more of no yeah that, that's not even pervs the, you know the, that's something else but you know more pervs yeah less is, is everyone familiar with what paul schrader um director of this year's the card counter mouthing off on facebook about how cry macho is easily the worst movie that's like ever been shot in the history of cinema um that it's like um what did he say? Well, he he stupidly decided to drag uh, Howard Hawks's man's favorite sport into it and said it's just what? as bad as man's favorite sport, which is like, you know, bro, say what you want about Cry Macho. I disagree with you on that. But like you're bringing in man's favorite sport. That movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Uh, so he drags that in and then he, he had one other thing he said in there that was quite quite egregious but i don't remember what it was <laughs> so i know we all saw cry macho what do the rebecca's think i thought it was a lovely film i really enjoyed it it's a sweet movie <laughs> agreed we extremely straightforward it's a breezy movie it's, it's just kind of like the guy just wants to wants to go move to Mexico and just chill and have breakfast made for him and dance. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. And <laughs> it's pretty funny for a guy called a conservative filmmaker to make a very sweet movie about Mexico. 
we had a pretty good uh, uh, sort of rare all CFS going to see the movies to going to the movies together outing. We took the Metra like 45 minutes outside the city to go to a 1200 seat theater. And I think there were maybe 10 other people there. Wow. Um, but it was really good. And it was my first, it was my first, like not at work, like pandemic movie viewing. So mm-hmm. felt extra special, but it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was pretty magical though, because we all met at Union Station in Chicago without texting each other, just because we knew what time of train we were catching and we found each other there naturally. And then when we exited the train in the suburb of Downers Grove, uh, one of our regulars from the film society who also knew we were attending that screening was waiting for us on the platform. And then we walked across the street to the Tivoli Theater together. uh, And it was really, you know, like something that would happen in that movie really if it were about a large (laughs) number of people who watched movies in the suburbs. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. it was a heartwarming experience overall. <laughs> Why this theater? Uh, they're old. They're like another kind of like re, revamped movie. I guess you could call it a movie palace. It's a 1200 seat. And they're run by a company called Classic Cinemas, who owns a bunch of theaters in Illinois, or I guess Chicagoland area. Um, but it's cool. I think we also just wanted to take the Metro. So we, we kind of went down the list of all of our options and, it, you know, it's like 10 AMCs and then like a couple non-AMC theaters. So we, we wanted to go somewhere that felt a little more, I don't know, a little less like yeah. garbagey and sad. <laughs> you, you didn't want to see it at the Regal North on Western? That's actually my local theater. I'm always <laughs> a bum that there's such a dive Okay, so here's how I saw it. I started watching it at the Regal North. But, but Shang- Classic story. I started watching it at Regal North, and I, then I had there, to leave. I left about 15 minutes into it because yeah. I could hear Shang-Chi playing next door at, like, full volume. And so, yeah, I, I booked it across town to the Webster. That was nice. There was no one in that theater. And they have those good reclining seats, so I don't know why I didn't just go there. Those reclining seats are only good if you're watching like Magic Mike XXL. Those reclining <laughs> seats are not good. <laughs> That's the only film that Becca reclines during is Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> Can you tell us why you recline during Magic Mike? I'm cutting myself as such a perv on this, on this podcast. Okay, John has requested more pervs. <laughs> I prefer perv perv energy in the world. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. the The last episode was us talking with Justin and Liberty about porn being on Letterbox, so we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I named the episode "Licorice Penis" because I- <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten so many random listens from around the world, and I'm convinced it's because we just did a you know of the moment title. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. We uh we uh. I'm feeling warm and fuzzy because everyone here likes cry macho and that makes my heart happy. Um, so we're Paul uh, Schrader, I guess. <laughs> oh, fucking Paul. I'm a Schrader apologist, like to an annoying degree, even to myself. But fuck off, man. Like, come on. <laughs> really? Like, if I'm, gonna, if I'm out here, like, trying to defend the fucking canyons for you, you can, like, ease up on cry macho. That's yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, didn't you make a movie called Forever Mine? Like, <laughs> 
he needs to keep talking about women's feet or whatever he was doing that got him banned before that for sharing his thoughts on like, do we think Gal Gadot's hot or not? And it's like, <laughs> just keep it there, Paul. You're you're that's your lane. Paul Schrader yeah. needs a, a child who is gonna like review his Facebook post for him, which is what I have started doing for my own father. Oh my God. <laughs> He sends me his Instagram posts before he makes them. And I'm like, you can't say this. And you can't say this. And you spelled this incorrectly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, does, if Paul, does Paul Schrader have children? I assume so, but I don't know. Well, they don't care about him enough, obviously. <laughs> I want him to have kids like, like Scorsese's daughter who like makes fun of him and like wraps his Christmas presents in Marvel shit. Like Schrader <laughs> needs someone to bring a little levity back into his life. <laughs> Ooh, what are you complaining about? Of your whole generation of filmmakers, how many of you are still making movies? Like it's you, Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg. Like what are you complaining about, Paul? You're getting work, you know? You're making a lot of movies when a lot of people who are more qualified could have been, but... <laughs> Freakin's off his rocker, so we're not going to get another one there now. You know, no one gives the Palma a shot, so I don't know what he. I don't know what he wants. <laughs> well, that's what we've learned. Schrader, Schrader needs levity. <laughs> yeah, you're getting worse. Listening, Paul. Calm down. Eight twenty-four right. is putting your movies out, Paul. <laughs> Just chill on Clint. He'll be dead in a year or two. Just... <laughs> Clint's never going to die. That's what I learned from Primacho. Yep. he's never gonna die <laughs> and he's next so time he's still being like no nah, i'm good <laughs> i love your clint voice john yeah, yeah. No <laughs> i mean because in the last movie he has two threesomes that he's in in the mule and then in this one he's like he's just turning it down he's just saying no <laughs> all right so the CFS season is upon us. It has been upon us. Um, the most recent one that I'm still pissed at myself about was uh, on Monday, the screening of the theatrical cut of The Last of the Mohicans. How was that screening? It was great. I think, what did we get? 150 something? Something like that. It was a great uh, It was a great audience. I was really happy because one of my favorite regulars arrived and she said I came here to cry uh but like you know in an excited way my, my delivery just then made her sound melancholy but she wasn't she was like excited to cry yeah um and that that told me it was going to be a good audience and it was there were also two children in the crowd uh, I don't know what they thought of the film but that's a good that's a good movie. I would I'd take a kid to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, you know, I don't know, nine, something like that. Like old old enough to not be too freaked out. Yeah. That's about the age I saw it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Playing on HBO. And thank and thanks to all of you. They saw the theatrical cut. So, you know, gods be praised. <laughs> yeah. I also did like a two-sentence intro that made me cry in the booth. <laughs> oh. It almost made me cry on the stage. It was like, I don't know, somehow, even though we've been doing, like, we did some outdoor screenings and, and uh, you know, we present the silent films at the Music Box, too, so we hit, have one of those under our belts, but this felt like, you know, our real first post 
shutdown screening so it was very emotional in that way but also then that movie and like julianne kept with kept whispering to me like is it too loud is it too loud you know and uh i i i think on a normal day i would have said like yeah like bring it down a little bit but the loudness, the bass of the soundtrack, it was just like thunderous and that it felt really appropriate to the emotional feelings that I was having as I watched that film. Also the score is the like number one character in that film. <laughs> it's all about being like destroyed yeah. by emotion. Like nothing really happens in it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said that they had trouble understanding the dialogue and I was like, it's not really important. <laughs> Man, when that music comes in and there's that fight on that cliff, ugh, lose it. I, it's a good thing I wasn't there. I would have been ripping the seats up. It's <laughs> of spring or something, just like loving it. Yeah. It felt really good to be back and to <laughs> feel like it actually wasn't as weird as we all sort of feared it would be, I think, a few months ago. Um, and the outdoor screenings have been great, but they're, the outdoor screenings are like pretty funky like at some point where we did a screening at the comfort station and I'm looking around and I'm like, it smells like trash everywhere. There's like some hobos in the corner. Yep. This is how, this is where we, where we've fallen. We've fallen so far. <laughs> always hang out there. Yeah. I mean, that screening ended up being like really amazing and I'm, I'm glad we did it. It was so fun. I love working with the comfort station people, but after like many, many screenings where you're like filling auditoriums and mm -hmm. and just the excitement of like doing a show at a big theater um it was a weird experience to kind of go back to these like 16 millimeter outdoor shows honestly I think it was probably good like it was kind of good to go back to that sort of more on the fly like less just less I felt like we could be less perfectionist about everything mm -hmm. which is always a struggle so but it was good to be back, yeah. The, uh, I mean, you have to understand we're people who, you know, our, our main venue normally is the auditorium at Northeastern Illinois University. And we say to ourselves and to the public, we can't show scope films here and we never really give a reason. The reason is that the shape of the screen would make CinemaScope be smaller than, uh, you know, than academy ratio because of the shape of the screen. So we say we can't do it. Technically we could do it, but like that's our normal level of perfectionism. Like where we're just like, nope, we're just not showing those movies at this venue. And I mean, it sounds funny, but like, I think it is the right, it's like, I still would not do that, but I still, it still felt good to like not have to be that, mm -hmm. that much of technical cinema hard asses uh, yeah. due to the, circumstances <laughs> I remember going to um a screening of do you guys know a Andrew Lampert he used to work at Anthology Film Archives so Andy was doing this this like tour of screenings where he basically like brought projectors and like ran film through them and like opened them up and like burned peeps inside of them and like poured soup into them it was like a just a <laughs> living nightmare for somebody like me who spends all day like thinking about like you know is the print safe is everything perfect like is the audience happy like am I going to get screamed at for like not doing this well 
And I went to the show and I came up to him after and I was like, Andy, that was the most stressful thing that I have seen in my entire life. And he just looks at me and he was like, that's because you're not free, Rebecca. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I think we've like, I think that's helped me a little bit to do these like, yeah, outdoor kind of funky screenings. I am not free yet, but. <laughs> you're on the way, you're on the path to enlightenment. <laughs> You'll get free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, you know, it's a good segue for your next, because your next screening will be also an outdoor one. I'm um, so excited. It's right up the street from my place. I can't. Oh, yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait to walk there. <laughs> James Benning's 2007 film RR. Why is, yeah. why is this one? Um, what, was the, what was the thought behind the screening? Well, we got a new office this year, which has been like a really big deal for us because we never really had our own space and it's just it's an a small office and a place for us to keep our collection of prints and like projector as projectors and equipment it's tiny um but there's a big parking lot <laughs> like attached to it and it's right next to a. it's not the metra is it becca do you yeah, know what it's, like it's like the metra yard it's like where there's the big long train shed where um oh, shit. <laughs> it's like the train car wash i think is over there yeah. that's what i tell myself anyway but that's, <laughs> i think that's the train car wash um, um but the real thought behind it i think is mostly that we like trains mm -hmm. i just learned a new term that becca knew already which is that train people are called foamers foamers because they foam at the mouth when they're when they're waiting for the trains to go by to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they call themselves that. Yeah, it's like an it's idea. Like, but I had not heard that it's before. Like cinephile, you know. Um, but yeah, we wanted to also do something like we were doing all these outdoor screenings, and we wanted to do something at our new space. And and we love trains, although we are not quite. I would not describe myself as a foamer, but perhaps Becca is one. <laughs> Becca, are you are you are you foamer curious? Maybe you're a drooler. <laughs> right on the edge. Um, I mean, we had also been. I, if you want to really know how the sausage is made at the Chicago Film Society, we had been talking about like what you might call site-specific screenings in the parking lot, or there's also like a grassy thing next to the building. And we were like, oh, maybe we should show Empire, you know, or mm. like, you know, just something really long and, you know, urban like that. I don't know. So we talked about that for a while and then for whatever reason, switched switched our focus to rr once we remembered that it was an option um have you seen yeah. this one then oh yeah 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 no i i'm i, I love benning I'm, I'm very excited to like i said i i can now literally walk a couple blocks catch it it's right next to the coney dog place um, <laughs> they only have fago there which is also cool <laughs> it's a cool corner I'm really glad we're there. It also happens to be like half a mile from my own house. Um, you skipped over uh, our, another like incredible screening, which was sort of, at least for me, unexpectedly amazing, which was we screened um, Ah Ying, the Alan Fong yes. film, which was another outdoor screening. Um, and that was awesome. So, so good. 
and that's a print from our collection that only one of a, only Cameron had seen it. I know you guys talked to Cameron a little while ago. So the rest of us were sort of floored at how good it was and apparently only available on VCD. <laughs> so kind of hard to see. That's the way that I've seen it. And I was, again, very sad to miss this screening. This time it was because I was hanging out with dogs at my day job. <laughs> you could almost could have brought a dog. There was a dog bear. It was the smelliest dog that I have ever been around in my entire life. It was huge. It was some enormous Malamute that was just wandering around during the screening. <laughs> oh. That dog lives there. Yeah, I think it was the, the people that own the place where we it, like, did the screening. Yeah. You watch you so wait, you watched Aying on VCD. Uh, I mean a copy of it, yes. Yep. It was um, let's see. Where I forget who gave it to me. I think it actually might have been um Mark Toscano, the uh who works at the Academy Film Archive. I think he gave me that file actually. What a Oh, uh, he's very he's very generous with the uh, the very hard to see things, you know. So I'm I'm pers I'm very excited for two in particular, Traffic and Souls, which I have seen, but I've not seen on a big screen. That's gonna rock. And then one of my all time favorite vibe movies, just the ultimate movie about vibing outside with with crickets and stuff <laughs> shy people and that's I was, <laughs> I was trying to guess I was like is he gonna say shy people because that's not how I would describe that movie <laughs> yeah I was gonna say what is that John I don't know that <laughs> that's like a chill vibe <laughs> <laughs> to me it is I, I dig that you know i love the idea of hanging out in a swamp just in, you know in a cage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what i thought of as out with crickets i was like the strip club scene and then the and then the cage stuff he's a cool director because he's kind of one of those guys it's like yeah you made yeah you made shy people you made runaway train those are cool and then and then you have a lot of stinkers in the uh in the catalog what's the movie he did at, does anyone know the movie he did after shy people where I think i've only seen the good ones i've seen i've seen shy people and runaway runaway train is one of my favorite movies and then he did the one where stallone and what's his face are in, <laughs> in prison together right what am i thinking of oh yeah he did do tango and cash yeah, yeah i don't know that that would be listed as like not a I mean that's a very weird movie so so maybe that would be concluded as one of the good ones um but i haven't really seen anything else i forgot about house of fools that's actually the first thing i saw that he yeah. did because the the movie gallery that was the one video store when i was growing up that was close to us when they shut down and they had a big sale um i remember the way the dude pitched it to me which is not quite correct but he was like dude it's like it's like a it's like a check uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest but like way funnier and way more fucked up and i was like all right it's a dollar let's do it <laughs> that movie's great though check that one out it's it's more it's more than his pitch but <laughs> didn't he used to be the assistant director for um tarkovsky yeah i think so uh, i guess i have seen riaba my chicken has anyone seen that one <laughs> i have not seen that one that one's pretty cool uh, even his Odyssey TV miniseries is actually all right. I didn't know you were a super fan. 
not so bad. I mean, you got Armin Asante as Odysseus. Like, Dry oh. People is a weird one because we had that. So that's another print from our collection. And like, it was on the schedule last, not, I was going to say last year because my sense of time is like destroyed. Uh, it was on the schedule whenever we had one. 15 years ago yeah in 2020 <laughs> and and we went back and forth felt for a really long time about that movie because we wanted its cinemascope and as becca said we don't show cinemascope at neiu which was our main venue um mm. and we were really worried that if we showed it at the music box it just wouldn't do well enough so when we do screenings at the music box it's essentially a rental so we try to show stuff that is going to be well attended enough that we're, you know, we're not gonna like not get some money back or at least enough to pay for the screening. So we just went back and forth on that title like many, many times. And then this season we were just like, let's just show shot people, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like we were just so ready to show stuff and not like, um, it just felt almost easier to pick titles this time around. And we had a pretty short, it's a short season for us and we were trying to pick stuff out of our own collection um so it's funny that like that this movie like we've been trying to show it for like a few years now and we just like never never could come to a decision about it and now we're going to show it and so many people are going to come and it's amazing and it's a real chill vibe <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to show up for shy people we've got the yeah. word out shy people is is the film of the year to check out at, at, <laughs> at the according to IndieWire. Our good friends at IndieWire. <laughs> IndieWire. IndieWire.org. <laughs> well, everyone fucking go see Shy People if you haven't. And, you know, as John says, it's very chill. So come chill out. So chill. It's a really take, chill. Take a break from the horror movies. <laughs> well, let's, let's jump backwards because that one is, so that one's on October 25th for those taking notes. But before that, uh, on October 10th, John and I were really pumped about this one. Neither of us have seen it. Um, I almost watched it before we did this, but I want to wait and, you know, watch it at the screening, see it on film. But this is uh, William Wyler's The Shakedown. Oh Tell yeah, I have nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't seen it either. That's like, that's Let's one of the- what I Kyle think we prioritize <laughs> When it, when it comes to the, um, yeah, I'm also looking at our own website right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, I look, I, I just want to say there's so much, there's so much bullshit that happens in silent film exhibition. That's terribly mean. I shouldn't say that. I, no, go off. Say people that. Are like, go you off. Know, I don't know. People just want to see like uh, Pratt Falls and stuff. And I love, slapstick and whatnot too but there's so much more happening in you know the first few decades of cinema existing and so I think we maybe to a fall prioritized things that people haven't seen that much before including us like often Kyle is the only one who's seen them since he yeah yeah to give our, I want to give Becca and I credit, which is that we are a little bit more of like the nuts and bolts people of you, you have the wrong, the pe wrong people on if you want to talk about like all of these movies in depth, but like, oh, we, know what, we, we know what we're doing. We grease the wheels. So like, 
CFS doesn't fucking work if we're not around, but we might not be able to give you a good pitch necessarily on. Well, we're focused on weird shakedown, <laughs> like the the leader ladies thing in your case, and like I have to confess that I'm sort of in a daze because I spent literally, I think I was energized from the last Mohicans. And so I've spent about 10 hours a day all week because I'm unemployed right now, uh, obsessively searching Twitter and Instagram for keywords related to analog motion picture exhibition in many different languages so that I can identify venues that are doing that because another one of our projects is is like a list of those so i'm like in that mindset i don't care about the movies <laughs> that's fucking incredible about, it's not a bad I just care about machines and buildings and yeah but that's also like cfs is kind of i mean we care about we obviously we care about the movies but we also care a lot about like what is like the system surrounding the movies mm -hmm. And yes, to like, be clear, I'm joking. I love the movies. It's true, <laughs> but we we don't spend a lot of time like kind of hashing out, like talking, nerding out about directors and stuff. I mean, we will like kind of independently, but the point of CFS is more to like give people access to like analog technology and talk about society and like why we go to the why going to the movies together is like an important way to stave off the fucking abyss <laughs> that's not in our mission statement but you know that's an episode title right there yeah off the fucking abyss. yeah and then you know this past year of like virtual screenings and stuff has only cemented my belief that this is like a pretty important thing mm -hmm. and that you will become a bad bad human if you stay home all the time and like don't go out and do things in public with other humans <laughs> Yeah. See, this is why we bring you all on. Sorry, did you, you want to talk Aaron about the shakedown? No, no, this is what we're doing. I don't have the I don't have the capacity for movies this week. I want to hear stuff like that. <laughs> no, that really truly is why we were so excited to bring both of you on. Um, it's because yeah, we're not. I promise, we're not just trying to <laughs> just you know just talk about these movies. That's why it's exciting, and it's also a big part of what gets left out of the conversation with film exhibition. Um, you know, I mean, completely left out, I would say often uh, of these things. So it's, you know, it's, we're only elated <laughs> with what you guys yeah, are saying. That's good. Yeah. I also think that like the conversation around like the people that are really, or the people you associate with being like really into analog film, the associations are often like not good, right? They're just like Quentin Tarantino, like loud, like <laughs> aggro dudes that have a lot of money to throw around. And I think another thing that we spend a lot of time trying to do is like, how do we, how do we like make it clear to people that that's not what we see? Like, those are not, those are not the people we spend time with. Those are not the people that we're necessarily that interested in. And that world is like a lot more interesting and less filled with Quentin Tarantino's than you think it is. <laughs> oh yeah, there's not that many, you know, but they definitely do take up most of the bandwidth. Yeah, they're just real loud. <laughs> yeah, It's just the fucking cocaine energy. It's true, and whatever, we need them because they do have a lot of money and the, and the more money they can like throw at Kodak, like the better, like please yeah. fucking yeah. spend money there. 
and the more money they spend there, like the better it is for other people that have less money. Um, yeah, you, you hear that, filmmakers? <laughs> put, money, put, put money where your big mouths are. Yeah, I mean, true. that's kind of what I mean when I say that I don't care about the movie, though, is like I care about the existence of the movies more than the specifics sometimes. So, like, I do think it's great that people make movies that I don't like in these formats because it makes it possible for, you know, a new print of a weird silent film like The Shakedown that no one's seen to exist. Much, much, much like many things in our lives, it's a sort of an ecosystem where different parts of it depend on others. And if you, anyone listening, if you haven't been to a CFS screening, um, obviously we want you to go, but I always, uh, they're just so different than anything else that I have been to, I will say, and all my, you know, different places I've lived and shed and all the movies I've gone to. Um, I think about lots of them, but one of my favorites, of course, that comes up often is the introduction for O.C. and Stiggs. But really, how many times have we talked about this? Forever. But it was really the 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 I'll say aftermath of just listening to people as they left the theater. Um, you know, of course, ranging from like one of my friends who wasn't my friend yet. Uh, we didn't know each other, but when we met, it came back around to that eventually. Um, and she hated it. You know, like had a miserable time. But I was talking to her about the people who were like losing their minds, literally wanting to hug all of you, you know, <laughs> like, just like, yeah, like truly just so excited and so grateful. Um, and I think that's part of what makes CFS screening so special to me is that's the vibe that comes across is so much love and so much enthusiasm for what you guys are doing. Um, you know, and that's just, uh, I don't know, I'm rambling, but you know, just thank you for doing that because it's rare. I will say I've had very few movie experiences where that is the vibe, where even if there are people who are pissed off and, you know, want to go find Robert Altman, <laughs> smack him around for that movie. There are also people who want to hug the people that made it possible and presented it in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Will, are, can we, we're going to have to quote, can we quote you for our grant applications that we're not getting any money for? Yes. <laughs> Uh, that been, was the most stressful part of my day was thinking about that we've been talking a lot about like we're really bad at like tracking like audience response and like all the stuff that they want from you when you apply for grants mm -hmm. um so we were like <laughs> should i even say this because we just talked about it today and it's sort of creepy we were sort of like maybe we should just start writing down the nice things that people say to us like after the shows <laughs> like documenting them and then we can use them later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This is what happens when you have to apply for grants. You start thinking about this stuff that's like really monstrous and horrible. <laughs> yeah, part of the problem is that the Chicago Film Society, like the reason we do what we do is as a form of resistance to that current in cultural life. And, but it sucks because we also need money to exist. Listen, we'll do it. I will show you our numbers. Uh, <laughs> we'll take you under our wing. We'll Can you? We need your the demographic from the oh, yeah. Afterbait podcast. Yep. It's weird. The like strain. It's such a fucking trip because it shows you like the world map where you get listeners and shit. And we strangely, 
strangely have you know a good amount spread spread across we got some people in the in the czech republic who yeah. really dig us so that's yeah. where the, the best uh film festival name is there's a 70 millimeter film festival there called Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the sound the projector makes that's amazing yeah we need more of that Man, those <laughs> listeners in the Czech in the Czech Republic just dropped their energy drinks. <laughs> I love that the projector makes a different sound in the Czech Republic than it does. It's like dogs, the sound of a dog barking is different, like in Mexico than it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. think the sound of a projector is? <laughs> I don't know that it would start with a K. <laughs> yeah, what you wait, you gotta you gotta tell us. No, no. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's stressing me out just thinking about it. <laughs> if we start with a B, it would be more like Burr. <laughs> Well, you can start that. It's the it's a tribute to the Kerr Festival, the Burr Festival. <laughs> Let's see, what do we else we have? Uh... Well, we gotta like, you gotta, ever, I hope everyone will come join me and lose my mind and also shout out to one of the movies you're showing <laughs> on November 29th because it's uh one of my fiance's favorite movies in the whole world uh and when I told her there was a that she could see it on 35 she lost her shit so shout out to CFS for a stellar date night that I didn't have to do anything for <laughs> I'm really excited for that that's oh, another God. film that we wanted to show for a while, but it's like really long. And we were like, <laughs> we can't show it. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of, it's hard to get a longer like time slot. Yeah. Um, but because we had such a short season, we just, we had kind of a little bit more wiggle room with regard to, you know, we were just more open, I think, to like using up a, a date for a longer film. So that's another CFS these are all prints from the CFS collection, with the exception of um, the silent films are not, but mm-hmm. but the but the features um, that are non-silent are from our collection. So what I'm psyched your... about that. Huh? How, how many movies do you guys have in your collection? Oh no, I should have predicted that you were going to ask this, and I don't know the answer. But Becca, I'm going to talk very slowly, and Becca is going to look it up on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I'll just answer in terms of volume. We don't need facts here. <laughs> I mean, the collection would fit into like a large bedroom plus a storage unit. All right. Accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a 35 and 16, and we have kind of a small amount of 70. So mm-hmm. it runs the gamut. Um, Lots and of it's, Yeah. I mean, the fact that your collection has Om Shanti Om and shy people in it. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing all right. (laughs) We're sort of an unusual, like, we have an unusual collection in the sense that, like, we don't, like, a lot of archives sort of focus on certain genres or certain types of films. And we'll, we'll really, in terms of donations, like, we'll take whatever and then sort of sort it out after the fact, which is kind of unusual. Um, So we have all kinds of stuff. I mean, we'll t- we have educational films and home movies, and then we have like, you know, 35 millimeter Hollywood features, and we have all kinds of stuff. Um, but we, tr- you know, we try to take stuff that we think is, 
going to be hard to see on 35 millimeter or, you know, we think is rare or, you know, we have a kind of a set of parameters, but it's not, it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual content of the film or the genre. Well, it's like, can we show this to people? Is it interesting to show to people or, yeah. or to use in some other way? Because, yeah. you know, much of what we're getting are release prints and every so often there's a release print, you know, a print that would have shown in a theater that is, that you do want to do a preservation project with. Uh, but, you know, shy people, for example, I'm sure there are other, like the elements of that film are taken care of. It's like not a film that need, needs to be preserved, but it is a film that is great to show to other people. So when it came up on eBay, hell yeah, we bought it. <laughs> well, you should certainly have no trouble filling the seats for your, your final film of the season, which is Meet Me in St. Louis, which, I mean, if you want me, <laughs> in a theater I'll do it uh, we do we do we want everyone to be weeping during every screening <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be in the back <laughs> in that one part of the back of the music box where you can't see that final row that's right. where I will be <laughs> you guys are on the on the edge of weeping and you're in zoom think of what it's going to be like when you're at the we're theater. both we're both you can't wrong. even handle it i'm a personally emotionally afraid so i'm ready to cry <laughs> at this point um i'm good Damn. for that right now if you're yeah. ready to cry like we are we'll see you at every cfs screening yeah. as long as i don't have to do it in my apartment anymore and i can do it in the, the theater then great <laughs> That's what movies are for. Yeah, I fuck. I might cry during the train movie. I might. <laughs> Sometimes I get emotional during our screenings just because I'm sitting there being like, I can't believe human beings like made this movie. Like we're so bad at so many things, and yet, <laughs> like fucking making movies, we're really good at it. <laughs> it's like the we only the thing best we're good at. <laughs> <laughs> We love the movies and we love the machinations, machinations, whichever you prefer. Uh, but truly, both of you, uh, this, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to speak for John, but I personally couldn't be happier. <laughs> this, yeah. I, no, this is going to be so emotionally. I mean, John are about to fucking cry over here. So. I'm going to cry because I keep missing these things. <laughs> I, keep, I keep not going to them. I keep doing other things, you know. These goddamn dogs working me to death, missing the important screenings. <laughs> dogs. Dogs don't even understand movies. They're so lame. They, they suck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My cat watches movies. All right. I was going to say, one of the cats I used to have only was not a terror when uh, certain movies were on. <laughs> The biggest one was the last waltz for some reason. If I turned on the last waltz, that cat would just sit in my lap and not attack everyone that existed. It was very weird. And I tried to just play songs by the band. That didn't work. It was something. So, you know, cats watch movies, dogs don't. Sorry, dogs. Uh, well, to, to, wrap, to wrap shit out, anything you guys would like to talk about uh, coming up with CFS? Uh, if you're listening in, Czech, in the Czech Republic and you work at a film archive and, and you have experience with uh, 
leader seeing leader ladies or china girls on your i actually think we have a someone that submits from an archive in the czech republic already <laughs> but just email us or if you know if you're in another country and you know of um venues in your area that are screening film that you want to be put on our list you can send those to us too do yeah. you guys i'm acting like you guys have a lot of i don't want to talk to these people <laughs> excuse me we actually recently uh, reached I mean, well over 1000 listens so no is that true yeah oh yeah that's a lot <laughs> well, we'll just lost like half of our people by saying he has a fiance. So, uh oh, uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool, guys. We swing. Don't worry about it. Sure. Well, let's list off all those countries. Let's break them down. Who, who, who loves us and where do they love us? Oh well, I'll be sending it to both of you for your uh, for your grant stuff. Yes. Once this episode's posted, I'll get the specifics on our listeners from this one. I'll send it your way. Talking to the grant people, like, no, that's Oscar bait. Like, math, like math. <laughs> yeah, the episode before us was was called Licorice Penis, but it was an academic. It was in an academic context. Have you guys been showing that trailer? Yes, at the at the music box. Yep. My I saw, I saw it before Desmond. job. <laughs> Does anyone want to deliver any hot takes on the trailer? Uh, my hot take is that I kind of like it, and I get like when like vaguely unattractive Jewish women are cast in movies. So, <laughs> but it's that's okay it. if you hate it because a lot of people seem to hate it. But that's my like weird personal feeling about it. It's like, that's that's great. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of in the middle. I like because like the thing is like I I loved Fan Thread, and I'm not like a big pta guy but like phantom thread really did it for me so like this is like i'm I, you know expectations are high i yeah I, phantom thread another movie with a real chill vibe another chill actually that is a lovely movie about a relationship that movie i would love to be dosed you know when i'm flipping <laughs> I think the my my thought with the trailer was it didn't come until after because yeah I came to see Destroyers again, um, and yeah saw the trailer there and then it was only when I was walking uh, quickly down Southport as always to get away from <laughs> the bunch <laughs> folks, uh, you know, walking quickly to get to a side street so I could have my cigarette and no one would talk to me. Uh, and then it started to settle in is the feeling the trailer gave me was that of, and not even in style necessarily or in story, but I had the feeling in my guts of the first time I saw Roy Anderson's Swedish love story, which is maybe my favorite coming of age movie. And so I'm very excited um, because of that. And I honestly don't, I couldn't even break down what works, what doesn't work about the trailer, but it made me feel that. So ready to go. <laughs> You don't even need to break it down. It's just like, why you life on Mars? <laughs> That's yeah. It's very, it. it's very manip. I mean, I think it's like a super manipulative trailer. But like, who cares? Like, That's a trailer. Manip yeah. Manipulate me. Like, I love, go, I love going to the movies. <laughs> Let's wait. <meet. laughs> yeah. Turn on the waterworks. Like, I don't care. <laughs> well, I appreciate you both coming on. 
we uh, we don't get too many people with the same first name, so just, uh, <laughs> you all can take a look at the Chicago Film Society website. You can see all these things coming up that we talked about. Um, five movies like Shy People and, uh, you know, other things, other feel-good <laughs> feel movies like Greed. <laughs> like Greed, Traffic Bulls, just things that'll you'll feel good about the world after. Yeah. Regardless, you're going to feel good because you went to a movie, so. Yeah, just go to the fucking movies. That's the, at the end of the day. Go to the fucking movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. We're, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Much love to both of you and to CFS and to all that you guys do. Um, you know, we're here for it. Uh, we learned about foamers. We learned about all sorts of stuff. So we hope you, we hope you enjoyed yourselves. But thank you guys. Thanks for having us.